When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is Eye on Foxborough, the premier podcast for all things New England Patriots. Brought to you by Mass Live. Uh, welcome to Mass Live's Ion Foxborough podcast. I'm Karen Garigian, and my guest today is James White, a three-time Super Bowl champion who's now a Big Ten Network analyst and also the host on Sirius XM's Opening Drive. Hello, James. Thanks How for you coming. Do- <laughs> How you doing, Karen? Appreciate Hi. you having me over. Hey, I am doing well. Uh How's uh, post football life treating you? It's going fine. Just still getting adjusted, you know. Going from, you know, however many years of playing football, being on a a scheduled re- regiment for for so long, to now you just kind of, you know, figure things out on your own. It's a little, little different, but you get adjusted after a while. <laughs> yeah, I I have to get used to going on your serious show and having you ask me questions. <laughs> yeah, that, that that totally blows me away. <laughs> Signs have changed. <laughs> I know it. I know it. Well, I, well, I hope you think I'm a good guest. You are. You give us a lot of insight. You said I'm I'm not there, so I don't get to see you know, all the stuff that goes on, you know, with a little bit you guys get to see before practice. I know you guys don't get to see the whole thing, but yeah, yeah. I know it's different now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a one in four team, James. Uh, can you believe that they're one in four? Can you believe what you're seeing? And you know, the fact the offense is scoring 11 points a game. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely hard to for me to have imagined them being at this point, you know, based off, you know, how the offense performed last year, you know, Bill O'Brien coming there, you know, Mac looking for kind of a resurgence year. Uh, you would think at this point they'd be looking a little bit more crisp. Um, I said, as a former player, it's, it's kind of hard to see. I'm sure it's hard for you to see and a bunch of the fans as well, especially with them losing by, you know, 30 plus points and back to back weeks. It's kind of hard to see any positive in anything. Um, I said they just got to clean things up. 
I just don't see like the energy on the offensive side of the ball. I don't see the togetherness that you're used to seeing. Like, I don't think anybody's trying to motivate one another to be better. You know, I mean, like I said, I'm not there during practice. I'm not there in the meeting. So maybe it's going on, you know, at during that time, but on game day, it just looks like, you know, okay, whatever. We turned it over. Let's go to the sideline. We'll try again. Like nobody's, you know, trying to push the emphasis or trying to, you know, push for guys to be better. And I think just that little bit maybe can help, you know, turn things around. I know, like I said, it's a, it's very hard to see it. There's a lot of things that need to be corrected, but I think it can start there with, you know, maybe one guy, maybe multiple guys, you know, just making sure everybody's holding each other accountable on game day. Mm-hmm. Well, they need to push. You're not there, James. You know, that would get me out of character because, you know, I'm not used to, you know, saying much, but like, obviously if things were looking the way they were looking right now, if I was like on the team right now, like that's, it's not really my thing to to speak like that on game day, but like, I figured like, I would have to say something like is after you saw that. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's hard. Like it's hard to go out there and I say, you can't run the ball. You can't throw it. You can't protect. You can't pass protect It's special teams. Isn't doing that great either. So it's like, like everything's kind of unraveling. And I think until whether I know Bill's saying, and I know probably Slater and guys like that are saying, but until everybody kind of embraces it and like I said, holds themselves accountable, I don't think much is going to change anytime soon. Yeah. I think a lot of people and even watching training camp uh, you know, we, we saw differences with the offense from the year before, uh, you know, we saw, you know, them using motion and doing different things that we thought would translate. It just hasn't translated. I mean, we thought Bill, I think everyone build up Bill O'Brien as a savior, you know, coming in and and being able to fix everything, but it's hard to fix things. If, if, you know, with a makeshift offensive line every week and guys just not getting open. Yeah. It's, it's definitely hard. Like I said, it's, it's probably a little bit of everything, probably a little bit of coaching, a little bit of players, like obviously not getting the job done. Like you could draw up, you know, any play you want, but if the players don't go out there and execute it, you know, properly or, you know, can't win in one-on-one coverage and can't block in one-on-one pass protection, can't block in one-on-one, you know, run blocking scenarios. Like I said, it doesn't matter, you know, what play is being called if guys can't go out there and just win their individual matchup. So, yeah, I think, for me, it definitely starts up front. Like you said, the the line has been shuffled, you know, almost every week so far. You know, some some new guys on the interior, like a new right tackle this year. So I said the inconsistency up front, I think that probably starts with a lot of the issues. Like I said, if you can't protect, you can't run block. This is hard for any quarterback to, you know, stand back there and, you know, you know, make throws and process and all that stuff, which like obviously Mac has his own issues in itself. Like if there's pressure on them. There's nothing there. Just, you know, protect the football, let the fight another play. Don't force it. You know, that type of thing. It's the thing that Bill emphasized all the time. Don't make a bad play worse. So I said, there's a lot of accountability that needs to be held on, on everybody within the building. Are you surprised you're going back to Mac uh, this coming week against the Raiders coming off to really, you know, turnover filled performances, six turnovers by him, a couple of pick sixes, are you yeah. surprised they're going back to him? No, I'm not surprised. Like I said, these past probably two games of the has been like the worst we've all seen, 
you know, Mac perform at any given time, even, you know, even last season, I think he's really been, you know, pressing, like I said, trying to force the issue, not, you know, letting things come to him. Like I said, making bad plays worse, trying to, trying to make a play for the offense at quarterback. Like you can't necessarily do that on every single play. So he just has to let the game come to him, take what the defense gives him. Like I said, if, if it happens to be, you know, throwing the ball short of the sticks on third down, you know, every time until, you know, somebody figures out how to win, you know, down the field, that type of thing, then, Hey, just do that. Like I know Bill emphasizes all the time. They just don't turn the ball over on offense. The Patriots win percentages, whatever, like 90%. Obviously it's not just about protecting the football. You got to score points at the end of the day, but right now I think they have to get out of their own way first. And it starts with protecting the football, protecting the quarterback, you know, that type of thing it starts with the little things. So, I'm not surprised with Mac going back out there once again. I think he gives them the best opportunity to win, you know, on a game-to-game basis. Like I said, Bailey stepped in last year, did what he was supposed to do, you know, helped him win a couple football games. But I said, like we've seen, he he's come in in, in these games and he hasn't, you know, the little bit of time that he's played, it hasn't looked, you know, the greatest. Not to say that he can't improve and can't become a starter in this league, but I just think he's not there just yet. Let's go to the running game, something you know quite a bit about. Um, Ramondre hasn't looked anything like he did last year when he had his first 1,000-yard season. And I don't know if you know if he's hesitant or just not confident in the line or not comfortable with the guys in front of him because at times he's had two rookies at guards or, or yeah. one rookie on one side, a new right tackle on the other side. How, how much do you think – that is weighing in on what we're seeing from Ramondre. It's it's everything. I mean, if, like I said, if, if the line can't you know open up holes or can't get you one and two yards past the line of scrimmage at least more than half the time, then it's going to be hard for him to look you know like he was last year to be able to get those you know one on one situations to be able to break those tackles. If there's if there's no creases, it's like I said, it's hard to make plays. No running back is just you know, creating their own hole every single play. Like I said, it's not 100% you know, on the offensive line. It's not 100% on Mondre. I think it's just the chemistry just just hasn't been there. And it's been ever since week one. I know Zeke had a pretty good performance against the Jets and whatnot when there was, you know, some creases in there. But I said when there is just that little bit of crease, like he's just going to have to hit it up in there, kind of create his own yards. I think that's going to be the way for him to, you know, kind of get himself going or whether it's them just getting him – you know, in different situations, whatever. I know they've been running plenty of screens and all that, but different ways of getting the ball in his hands in that type of fashion just to get him going because I think obviously he's one of the better players on this offense. For him to not to be that productive at this point is definitely something that they need to find a way to get him going. Do you see him as a volume runner too? Somebody who who kind of gets into a rhythm the more he carries yeah. the ball because it's kind of been a split with him uh in yeah. Z. Yeah, I think he's definitely a volume runner. I think probably 90% of running backs were, were volume runners. Like the more you know we touch the football and the more we get into the game, the feel like the better we get, we get a better feel for the defense and you get, you know, kind of get your pads adjusted and you really get in the flow of the game. So yeah. I said it's hard to do that sometimes when you're when you're rotating. But like I said, I think they're two talented backs. I think they should rotate. They both have a different running style. Like I said, I just think it starts up front with the offensive line, them working in unison, working together, just giving him at least, you know, two or three yards before he gets touched on some carries. And then he's able to get to the second level, break an arm tackle from a linebacker, and then get to the third level, that type of thing. Or like I said, or it's whether, 
you know, doing different type of play type play styles to get him the ball, whether it's the passing game, I don't know, jet sweeps, reverse, just to get him going, you know, in some form or fashion, get him in space. Because once you, you know, once you get in space that one time, you know, you make a defender miss, you run a guy over that type of thing, then you're like, all right, like I, I kind of got my like my swagger back like a little bit. I think that'll be huge for him. Have you been in touch with him at all or or any of the backs just to kind of throw throw some support their way? Yeah, I mean, after I think I texted him probably week one or week two or so, and he's just like asking, you know, like what like what are you seeing from like the film and whatnot? I'm like, I mean, honestly, there's not, you know, much there like right now. Like the creases aren't necessarily there. You just gotta kind of stay the course and hey, when there's just that little bit of an edge of a defender, like you gotta be, you gotta create your own yards right now. And that, it's hard as a running back, like I said, when you don't see those creases you know, consistently. Like I said, you start to probably lose a little bit of confidence. You start to wonder if it's you, if you're not seeing things properly. But like I said, I think it's a little bit of everybody why, you know, the run game and himself haven't been able to get going. Well, here's here's one more question that, that's up your alley. Where's the third down back? Yeah. Where, where yeah. are you, James? Where's, <laughs> where's the guy who's going to be you? I mean – there always seemed to be a succession, you know, Kevin Falk and Shane yeah. Vereen and yourself. There was always the third down back. We haven't seen that presence this year. Yeah. Does that kind of, do you wonder about that? I mean, not necessarily. I, I think there's like so many other issues. Like I said, even if they, you know, had a, you know, quote unquote third down back, I don't think that's going to be the thing that, I mean, I, it might get them going a little bit, but I don't think that's changing the whole dynamic of you know what this offense is going it's not going to be the savior right yeah yeah (laughs) now it's gonna probably help convert you know some you know third and short some second and shorts that type of thing or you know create some mismatches that way which i mean it could give them a spark as i think mandre and um zeke they're both very talented that area as far as picking up blitzes and being able to run routes that type of thing which we haven't seen them really be used in that situation that much either on third down I haven't seen them try and exploit like the you know one-on-ones versus linebackers or safeties that type of thing I haven't really seen that just yet so I mean I know they have Ty Montgomery too they kind of started to try and get him in the mix last week at receiver with you know some injuries and whatnot I know he had the, the drop that turned into interception but he's a guy who can you know do that type of thing as well so maybe it's them getting him in the mix I'm I don't know, there's all different types of things like to try and get this offense going. I think I said they may not have the greatest whatever receiver group or greatest whatever offensive line, but I said I think there's talent, you know, on that football team more than what a lot of people want to give them credit for. I think we haven't seen them really show themselves so far this year, but those guys just have to be able to win their individual matchups. And I said take more of the onus create more separation, whatever it is. If, even if you don't have separation, just find a way to come down with the ball to give Mac more confidence in what he has right now. Do you think that it's good that this week Bill kind of called a timeout, uh, met with the coaches yesterday, which is usually, you know, gave the switch the players day off yeah. and kind of everyone kind of reset and rethink things and go forward from here. Yeah, I think, I think it's good. Like the first, you know, quarter or so is, you know, past them. They got to, got to turn the page and like, obviously you're going to not forget completely everything that went down the first five weeks of the season, but you can't dwell on what has happened. You got to be able to move forward. So I think that's why, you know, give a Monday off, you know, meet with all the coaches, figure out what they're doing well, which isn't much on offense and figure out the ways they can, 
you know, make it better, come out, whatever, today. You know, maybe they have, I'm suppose they had like a walkthrough or whatnot. I'm sure it's going to be more of a corrections walkthrough, the things that they've, you know, defenses have been able to exploit, whether it's offensive line, the run game, passing game, all that things. And just, like I said, find ways to do things that allow the players that they have on their roster to be successful. Maybe that's not what they've done so far. Maybe be a little, maybe be a little bit more creative on the offensive side of things. Maybe it's guys just, like I said, winning those one-on-one matchups. Said, like I said, I don't, I haven't broken down the film or anything like that. And that's what the coaches are there to do. They'll figure out what the, you know, root issue is. And they got to come to that conclusion really fast because, like I said, it's going to be another tough stretch because what are they going to go? Raiders, what? Bills, Dolphins. So, like I said, it's going to be – it's not going to be easy. Raiders won Monday night. You know, Bills, I mean, they've looked, you know, kind of here and there. Dolphins, their offense can score a lot of points. They held them, you know, pretty tight the last time they played them. But, like I said, it's going to – you're going to have to be able to score probably, maybe not against the Raiders, but against the Bills and Dolphins, you're going to have to score 20-plus points. So, they got to they got to get it going really quickly. Well, we thought they didn't have to score much against New Orleans because yeah, New Orleans, yeah, New Orleans, yeah. <laughs> but New Orleans put up 34 on them. So, you know, <laughs> we'll see. And, you know, going to play Vegas, you know, the familiarity yeah. both, both ways with Josh and yeah. Jacoby and the whole cast of former Patriots that yeah. are on that team. Does it make a difference? I, I mean, we, we make a lot of, we yeah. media types seem to yeah. think that, you know, knowing tendencies is an important thing. We do we make too much of that? Um, I mean, I think so sometimes because I mean, no matter what team you're playing, especially when you get a little bit later in the season, they they know your tendencies as well based on the tape that they're watching. I said, no matter what, you know, Josh may have known the whole time he's been with the Patriots. Like I said, that he hasn't coached or coached against Bill O'Brien and what, however long. So Bill O'Brien may have some different things, different tweaks to, you know, maybe they run somewhat similar to the same office, but he has his own tweaks too. And they kind of got to figure that out on their own. And like I said, anybody can scheme up or change up their, their scheme the one week, you know, you're going up against them. So you can't put all your eggs in one basket based off, you know, your 10 years of coaching with the team, the team can come out that week and throw a whole different thing at you. Then you, you're kind of looking there like, stuck in the mud so <laughs> it, it play it plays maybe a little bit of a factor but like i said i think it gets overblown a little sometimes so so who do the patriots double or triple team Devonte adams or jacoby myers <laughs> yeah i mean it probably just depends where they're lined up that type of thing but mm-hmm. i think obviously they'll probably double Devonte a little bit more than jacoby like i said those guys have gone up against jacoby they've never you know gone up against Devonte adams for you know, multiple years in practice. So maybe a lot of those guys probably feel a little bit more comfortable guard Jacoby one-on-one in that situation. Well, the the big uh, kind of talk show fodder this week has been about Coach Belichick. You know, is he past his prime or past his time? And, <laughs> you know, should, you know, Mr. Kraft finally, you know, sever the tie there at the end of the season i mean would would you be surprised if there was a coaching change i'd be i'd be surprised i don't think it would be after this season or anything like that like i said it's uncharted territory for this fan base you know for 20 plus years so obviously they get beat down two weeks in a row you're one and four like all the that's just what happens that's what happens when you know you're losing football games people bring everything to the forefront 
You know, they're obviously it's, they're blaming Bill, they're blaming Mac, they're blaming the entire offense. They just find someone to put the whole blame on when everybody is, you know, pretty much accountable for what's going on. So I, I'd be highly surprised if a coaching change is made after this year. I mean, Bill has done so much for the organization. He's won so many football games. I think it's kind of a respect thing. I think obviously, you know, he himself has to do a better job of, you know, finding ways to, you know, get the guys in that can execute what he's trying to get accomplished. I said, maybe that's, you know, shuffling the roster a little bit more after this upcoming season or shuffling the roster up. You know, I mean, I don't know how much shuffling they'll do before the trade deadline. Never really too big on that. But I said, I'm sure after the season, he's going to try and figure out how he can get, you know, the best football product out there for, you know, the 20, will be 2024 season. Because mm-hmm. obviously, like I said, you have three seasons of, you know, somewhat disappointment for an owner who's used to, you know, being in the playoffs, you know, being in the Super Bowls, being in contention or fan base who's used to, you know, all that, who's been, you know, you know, quote unquote spoiled for, mm-hmm. for so long that they yeah. want to see their team, you know, competing and competing hard, not getting, you know, beat down and whatnot. But like I said, there's still a lot to to play for though. I know they're, everybody's ready to mail it in after five weeks, but there's plenty of teams in the AFC still trying to figure themselves out, including teams within the division. So like you would think, you know, the Bills, Dolphins, they'll be whatever, 5-0, and scoring 70 points every week. But, like, they're trying to figure themselves out, too. Like, teams in the AFC North, they're trying to figure themselves out, injuries, all that stuff. So, I said, there's a lot that can happen. They can turn things around. They can well, win these next three games. And you look back and, like, you don't forget everything that happened early on. But you have a little bit of a better feeling if, like I said, that's a big if, if that offense can figure things out very quickly. Well, uh, before we close, I want to pick your brain about something that is also right up your alley, the Big Ten. Uh, uh, Michigan State is looking for a head coach. I don't know if you've heard any rumors, but uh, there's whispers here that perhaps they might be interested in Bill O'Brien. Have you heard anything like that, or am I surprising you with that news? You're surprising me with that news, but, I mean, it could be – very fair. Me coaching the Big Ten prior. I've competed against him when he was at Penn State. State. Yeah. And like I said, they've had some, I mean, he got there right after all that turmoil that was going on with Joe Paterno. And they, I said, we pretty sure I lost to him like two times when he was coaching, you know, at, at Penn State when their team wasn't even, you know, the greatest. So I think that's a very, you know, good possibility. Um, like I said, he's a good football coach. And obviously he's coaching the Big Ten. So that familiarity can, you know, bode well for, that Michigan State program, who's obviously they have their own, you know, off the field issues going on there. So they're trying to figure things out. And I feel like he could be, you know, a great option, you know, to fill in that void. Like I said, I haven't I haven't heard too many rumors when it comes to that. I've I've heard the rumor of some people saying like Urban Meyer was there a couple of weeks ago and whatnot, but I I don't see that one being a <laughs> being the the choice for them at this point. <laughs> so who do you like in the Big Ten? What what teams uh that you've watched uh, that you think are going places? Uh, right now, I like Penn State uh, the most. Uh, I feel like mm-hmm. they've played the most competitive schedule out of all the teams that are doing well right now. And then I'll probably say Michigan and Ohio State are right there in the mix. I mean, the Big Ten West where my my Wisconsin Badgers are at that side of the division, it hasn't looked the greatest so far. The East is looking <laughs> like they're pretty superior. But like I said, my Badgers are in a good spot right now. They're still trying to figure out their identity on offense too there. I mean, we still can run the football, but we still got to figure out our, our passing offense a little bit. So, but yeah, the East right now is looking like 
whoever's going to be coming out of the East is looking Michigan like or one yeah, of those Michigan, teams, Ohio but... State, Penn State. They're looking like the team this year. <laughs> well, you know, it'll be interesting uh, what, to see what how the Patriots, if they can turn it around in yeah. Vegas uh, this week, as you said, two big division games to follow after that. Yeah. Um, Gonna have to find a way to get at least one of them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least one. That's right. Or or to really turn kind of crazy over here. But anyway, James, thanks so much for taking the time with us. And uh good luck. Uh good luck in whatever you're doing, your serious show, which is great. It's 7 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yep, 7 a.m. bright and early. <laughs> Drive to work. <laughs> well, have fun with that. Thanks again. This has been Ion Foxborough, brought to you by Mass Live.